Well, folks, I must interrupt my series for an unscheduled podcast. This is Wednesday. This is going to be episode 107, I believe. Hey, what can I say? It was unscheduled. It's still unscheduled. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is there's been some things going on that just need to be addressed. I'll return on Thursday with a continuation of my series in progress. So I will take it away. So yesterday you may have heard the governor of New York is resigning effectively in 14 days. Now you would think this is a good thing, but in the meantime, the feds have determined they won't be investigating the 15,000 people that died 15,000 people that died largely as a result of his policies that he imposed on the state of New York. Yep, that's all going to be swept under the rug because, you know, a couple of uh, ladies, I don't know, maybe some men, uh, (laughs) said that he was sexually inappropriate with them. And forget due process, you know, that doesn't matter. It's Me Too environment. So we're going to just go ahead and force him into submission to go away under a cloud of sexual misconduct, none of which is actually proven. However, the 15,000 people that are dead, and let's just say 30 to 60,000 people who lost the loved one, will not get their justice, will not get their investigation, because that's all been swept under the ground, because now they have the... hmm, Convenient cloud distraction of sexual misconduct. One only wonders how they're going to take out Sleepy Creepy Joe. Hmm? Something else to consider. The current lieutenant governor in New York. Do you think she is going to give one wit about your constitutional liberties? Your protected freedoms? Your rights? <laughs> Uh, Sure, I've got a bridge I'd like to sell you. It's in Brooklyn. Let's talk about it. Uh, Item number two. Apparently, there is still more mounting evidence of malfeasance with the elections. Now, some have said that it was more than enough to overturn the elections now in three or four states, depending on who you're listening to and what number they're throwing out. But I think we can fairly comfortably say Arizona's election is not real. I think we can also justifiably determine that Georgia's election was not real, either the first or the second meaning the runoff, mind you. I think now there is strong evidence that suggests that Pennsylvania has some serious problems. And, well, that last but not least, Wisconsin. Still waiting for that investigation to kick off and see how that plays out, but there's many, many people that suspect there was some malfeasance there as well that is yet to be fully proven. And we're leaving off states like Nevada, Ohio, and Michigan. Why? Well, because 
They just haven't gotten around to checking those out yet. My concern, right, uh, there's been symposiums, there's been specials, there's been documentaries talking about all the scamming that's gone on, all the fraud that's gone on, and how this is real now because they've actually flipped the outcome. But just for the sake of argument, if you'll allow me to slide some foil around the top of my head, let's just say... How do we know this hasn't been going on for decades? How do we know that we haven't been manipulated for decades? How do we know that really most any of these elections are real? The interesting thing is, is the evidence seems to suggest that the closer the election is, the more likely it is for fraud. Now, I know the tendency is that every 10 years they rewrite or redraw the districts, if you prefer, to make them even more secure for whichever party is dominant in that area. And they leave those couple handful of toss-up elections that usually by the end of the term are still toss-ups. It's kind of convenient, don't you think? It's kind of convenient that, you know, let's just say it's 52% of the population, the voting population that is, seems to determine policy for the rest of the entire country. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm really uncomfortable with that. I'm really uncomfortable with the idea that electronic voting is so fraught with fraud. Indeed, to bring it back home, Cullen County has evidence that there were problems here. Now, I was quite pleased with what I thought was the electronic voting machines and the paper ballots that they produced and um, quite confident that we had a better system than most. But indeed, when you do a recount, you're just recounting what was already there and nobody actually second checks it. I mean, we're counting on a machine to do something That's been programmed by somebody that may or may not have had good intent. I don't know about you, but that makes me just a little uncomfortable. And if this has been going on for decades, is it no wonder that we're in the shape that we are in? Is it no wonder that we've been manipulated and forced into the false dichotomy and the extremes, pushing us further and further towards the abyss Now I can run around and scream socialist, I can run around and scream progressive, and I can, you know, blame them for all the terrible things that are happening, but the reality is the other team would have to be blind or simply acquiesce to be okay with what's happening, to not put up a fight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that very well describes the majority of the Republican Party, certainly without the state of Texas but even to some degree within the state of Texas, they're just content to let us slide into oblivion. And you got to ask yourself, why is that? Who benefits? I don't know. Now we'll take that uh, tinfoil back off and go back into objective land. Flip over to the next item on the agenda. Our governor, who is about as firm as a set jello 
said that we're never going to lock down again. We're never going to allow ourselves to be manipulated like we were again. Yet, he just stopped short of preventing the counties from abusing power again. So once again, we have the county judge Jenkins, due south of us, who has now usurped authority that he was never getting given, excuse me, and he has projected his power upon the rest of the county residents by mandating that you must put a piece of cloth over your face, as if that's going to somehow save us all. Indeed, several school districts have followed suit as well, not to mention the, well, I'll save that one for later. Let me ask you, after the last 18 months, have we not seen the folly of either a piece of paper or a piece of cloth across your face? Yet indeed, the evidence suggests that, hey, you got your uh, genetic therapy, right? But it doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't actually prevent anything. It just maybe mitigates how bad you experience your reaction. But you can still share the wealth with all your friends and family around you. Because that genetic therapy isn't doing what you think it should do. Indeed, the science is there. So, final item. Do you really think that all of those major corporations and all the hospital chains are acting on their own? Do you really think they made a determination that you need to take part in a genetic therapy experiment all on their own? No. Come on, man. You can't be that blind, that deaf. Our very own government is incentivizing the experimentation of the general population. Indeed, hospital chains get better reimbursements or better hmm, payouts, quicker payouts, if they will just force their employees to comply. One only can imagine what all the social media giants and the various large corporations are getting. What's their payout? But the reality is in the last 30 to 50 years, most of those corporations have been taken over by people that are in concert with what the leaders of the current government are demanding. They want to force compliance. They want you to be a guinea pig. They want you to obey without question. Indeed, this is the fruit of John Dewey's phrase that I may have quoted a time or two. The children who know how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society that is coming where everybody or everyone is interdependent. And that was back in 1899. Yes, it only took 122 years, but here we are, folks. Enjoy the fascism. Oh, what? There's no stormtroopers. They're not arresting Jews. Maybe not yet. Oh, but wait a minute, that did happen in New York. Yeah, those Orthodox Jews, they didn't want to obey. So they got the boot on them. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> There's some Christian sects that just don't want to obey. They believe in their faith will protect them. They believe in spiritual healing that'll protect them. Or even if they do get sick, that they can be healed. 
But we can't let them. We need to arrest them too. We need to find them. We need to shut down their church. I'm sorry. It's already here. The very same people that were screaming about Trump being a Nazi are embracing the fascist tactics that are upon us right now. Come on, take a step back. Be objective. When government and large corporations work hand in hand together to force a desired outcome, what else is it but fascism? This is what our grandparents went and fought against. This is what our parents fought against in the form of communism. And here it is, and we have an entire generation embracing it. Whether it's the boomers who want to protect what they have out of fear, or whether it's the millennials that just don't know any better. Wake up. There is still time. Our country is not dead. All you have to do is just say no. Don't comply. They don't have enough money, power, and enforcement to force us all to do what they want. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get yourself arrested. Don't get yourself incarcerated. Don't go fight with the police. Don't do anything stupid like that. Just say no. Don't comply. Sit at home. No. That's what they want. They want you to sit at home. No, no, you need to go out. You need to take part in your life. You need to do what's best for you and your family. Hey, and if you want to take part in experimental gene therapy, hey, go right ahead. If you want to wander around with your face partially covered while exposing the mucous membrane of your eyes, hey, go right ahead. If you want to destroy the country, no, not on my watch. But if you want to do what you think is best for you and your family, more power to you. That is the whole purpose of our society is people have the right and the freedom to choose to do what's best for them. And you're going to be waiting for that proviso so long as they don't hurt another. And that is true. If there is no direct harm, yes. So you can't tell me that a 3 in 1,000 chance or a 3 in 10,000 chance, depending on who you're talking to, is adequate reason for you to lock down the rest of society because somebody might get sick. Never mind that that might get sick has a further exponent of might go to the hospital. And then beyond that is might die. Well, if you look and see just how many people died last year versus a sickness... You'll be surprised that it was not the number one, number two, or number three cause of death last year. Hmm. But that's not what you were told. Never mind the fact that they were not able to distinguish between the new sick and the old, regular old flu, which, by the way, on all the records disappeared and was swallowed up into those numbers. Never mind that more people have died from the genetic therapy, the experimental genetic therapy then people have died in the last 50 years from other therapies administered in the form of the big V. So one's got to ask themselves, why? Why is this the case? Why must they force us to comply? Why must they not allow for anybody to deviate from the narrative? I wish I knew the answer. 
One could speculate. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me get the tinfoil out and wrap it around my head. Perhaps they just don't want a control group. Perhaps they don't want a large population of people that did not partake in this therapy, this experiment, to compare the results among those people versus those that did partake. One wonders, taking the full back off the head. Now, if I were inclined at this time to announce that I was running for office for something, and if I were to observe that there were these protests going on all around, and I was going to be running on being a liberty candidate, I would be hard-pressed to justify not appearing at one or more of these protests. And the thing I would be telling all of those people are, is you have the right to refuse. You have the right to not comply. Whether you're a nurse, whether you're a truck driver, whether you work for Amazon, nobody should be able to force you to partake in something that you're not willing to partake in. Nobody should be able to force you to inject something into your body without your approval. Nobody should be able to force you to take false hope in a piece of paper or a piece of cloth across your face. If we believe in liberty, that's the thing we need to be standing up for. That's the thing we need to be preaching. We should not follow suit with the fascist dictates of our government and these large corporations. They're working hand in hand, and just because it's quote-unquote a private corporation does not make it all right when they're being incentivized, coaxed, and rewarded by the very same government that we would never, ever allow to pull this off. If you call yourself a liberty advocate, if you say you're a libertarian, if you say you're a good conservative that believes in freedom... You cannot roll over just because some corporation does this or some corporate entity says you must comply when they're being coaxed and rewarded by the very same government that you would tell go to hell if they tried to tell you to do that. Do not be fooled. Do not comply. Our lives and our liberty are far more important than this. We cannot allow this to happen. We're going to scapegoat people For bad things, sure. But when we're going to reward and let people run off and hide in the sunset that are indirectly responsible for 15,000 people being dead, it's a mistake. Not to mention that there's a certain person that still resides in the governor's mansion in Michigan. She's getting away with at least 5,000 people that have died from a similar policy and they just haven't run her off yet to hide her into the weeds so that we'll forget about that. Well, I'm telling you, the people in Michigan are not likely to forget anytime soon. And the people in Michigan are going to deal with it coming this next election cycle. And while we're on election cycles, Governor Gregg, this is your opportunity. Your one and only opportunity. You're either going to respect liberty. You're going to protect your people in this great state of Texas. You're going to respect the Republic of Texas. You're going to respect the individual sovereignty of the state of Texas and tell the feds to stay out and tell those large corporations that they don't get to dictate policy in our state. And you're going to remind the counties that they are not in charge, that the state government determines their authority and they've exceeded their authority and they need to back off. And while we're at it, You need to find the stones to actually arrest those people that refuse to do their job in the Texas state legislature. 
I don't care if you let them out in five minutes. They need to be there to do their job. And if they're not going to, then you need to force the change of the quorum rules. Because if you're not going to play nicely, then we're not going to play at all. You're the governor. You want to abuse power. You want to usurp authorities. Do something that we all benefit from. And with that, this is according to Callus. This is my special (laughs) unplanned, unscheduled, and unedited episode for today. 107. Tyranny must go. Talk to you later. See you on the other side. The regularly scheduled series returns on Thursday and Friday. Bye-bye.